want to get service, selection, and price so low. The record archive is the place to go.
what they think, tell me what they do Tell me what they say, tell me what they think, tell me what they do Tell me what they say, tell me what they think, tell me what they do started off episode 184 with three songs two of these songs the first two songs were by ice queen that was coming off of their midlands ep that just came out they're from troy new york and we heard the songs into the unknown and burned alive fantastic and then we went into bastard 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 from Buffalo with the song Mind Control. <laughs> so I'm not even going to ask you how your week was. You know. Um, how was your week? We have hit a rut. Yeah. Us Grimms. We're okay. We're coming out of it. But it turns out last week I actually had the flu. Yes. And you are still dealing with shingles. Yes. So it has not been a joyous how is Ricketts and the flu at the same time? <laughs> it's not good. That's a listener question. Yeah. Yeah. Can you answer it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Buffalo, because we just played Bastard, 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 mm. I have a kind of cool uh, This Day in History. Oh, tell me. On this day, in 1901... A uh, 63-year-old school teacher, Annie Edson Taylor, becomes the first person to successfully take the plunge over Niagara Falls in a barrel. Mm. Huh. Why? I don't know. Well, I do know why. The article tells us why. After her husband died in the Civil War, the New York-born Taylor moved all over the U.S. before settling in Bay City, Michigan around 1898 in July 1901 while reading an article about the Pan-American Exposition in Buffalo. She learned of the growing popularity of two enormous waterfalls located on the border of upstate New York and Canada. Strapped for cash and seeking fame, Taylor came up with the perfect attention-getting stunt. She would go over Niagara Falls in a barrel. Anyone who's been there knows that that is insane. 
absolutely insane. Yeah. Like the pictures are cool and all, but it doesn't do. No, you got to see it in person. Uh, yeah. Um, Those falls are like ferocious. It's really loud. Yeah. There's like water and stuff. <laughs> and, and a fall. <laughs> I want that barrel though. Yeah? Yeah. Why? What would you do with that? I could put like straps on it, like suspenders on it, and I could wear that. <laughs> um, for your shingles? <laughs> yeah, for people that don't know, when your clothing touches the shingle skin, it's, it's horrible. Excruciating. Yeah. Yeah. I know you've had a really hard time. I feel like one day, I hope this never happens to anyone listening, but I feel like one day somebody is going to get shingles and be like, I can't believe Ken played a fucking show <laughs> with shingles. Because <laughs> that happened. I had to. It was for rock and roll. Yeah. That's metal. <laughs> um, also, 18 years ago today. Mm. Yes. We were meeting. The oh. Grimms met. Yes. Well, on the late. darkest canal path yes. you could imagine. Yep. It was later. What time was it? I don't know. Six or seven. I think it was like seven or eight. PM. Yeah. That was yeah. a weird night. Yeah. Yep. Weird meeting. Then you invited me back to your place. Yeah. Tramp. N nothing happened, though. <laughs> nothing happened. <laughs> Anyways, nothing really happened. I don't know why you're looking at me like that. <laughs> we need video, I think. <laughs> I guess we do. Yeah. Um, what else happened this week? I don't think anything else happened this week. We didn't go to any shows. Yeah. Cuz I was super fucked up. Yeah. You were um we wanted to go to Raven, but we did not. Yeah. You know, I was kind of on the fence. I was going to make myself go. I'm actually really glad I didn't. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Because that would have been a shitty thing for me to do. I didn't know it at the time that I had the flu. Mm -hmm. I thought it was just like a little cold or something. I thought it was just COVID. No, I took two COVID tests that came back negative. <clears throat> um. But looking back, I am glad I didn't go because yeah. I was probably still very contagious and that would have been shitty. Yeah. And I was fucking sick as hell. Oh, yeah. But I really wanted to go to that show. I know. I'm very sad that I couldn't go. Yeah, I know. Uh, kidding. No, you're not. You love that band. No, I don't. Well, you don't love them, but it would have been cool to see them. I do not love that band. No, you don't love them. I wouldn't have mind. I was lying. <laughs> I, I would. I like them. And it would have been cool to see them, but. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. It would have been a fun show. Yeah. I hear it was a fun show. I, we still have not seen Displacer live. I know. And that makes me really upset because we keep making these plans to go to one of their shows and. <coughs> well, stop getting sick. <coughs> and then something comes up. Yeah. I think I need a break. All right. I'm talking too long. I'm all for that. Let's hear some music. All right. First, we're going to be listening to Maceration. 
with the song Lost and Depravity. Off their upcoming release, It Never Ends, out November 25th on Emancipation Productions. And then after that, Live Sin with the song Antihero. And this is coming off of their upcoming album. Comes out October 28th on Mighty Music.
All right. So you remember a while ago, I don't remember what episode it was. You're a member. We were laughing about uh, my bestie was on the phone talking to somebody and she said her address Mm -hmm. and she lived on Pearl Street Mm -hmm. and she said like the necklace. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, you can't say that. (laughs) I mean, you can, but this is what it means. So I think maybe she was onto something because apparently... Now, you can wait, wear... Wait, what does it mean? Apparently now, <laughs> you can make... You can buy jewelry uh, that is made from semen. And it's called Jizzy Jewelry. <laughs> okay. Why, why would you do that? Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> Apparently, it's a TikTok thing. Um, I feel like everything dies in the world of TikTok. I don't know. Mm-hmm. People are eating NyQuil-covered chicken and eating Tide Pods, yeah. and now they're wearing Jizzy <laughs> jewelry. So they're, they're, they're buying this stuff? Yeah, so it, they, <laughs> they look like pearls. I, I don't know. How does this work? Um, <laughs> Trinkets by Amanda Booth, a custom order jewelry business, and is selling jizzy jewelry, and it's exactly what it sounds like. Rings, necklaces, and bracelets that are made from literal semen. Um, Started making jewelry in 2021. I joked about putting semen into pieces, and I didn't realize that people were serious about it. I started to get serious requests for it. Before the surge of jizzy jewelry requests, Amanda had been known to make original accessories from sculpting clay. So what are these selling for? Um... So apparently it started out with a friend who had tragically lost her son in an accident asked her, no, no, that's, I'm not going there, her, his ashes. Okay. Um, incorporated into like a piece of jewelry so mm-hmm. she could wear. Mm-hmm. Uh, shortly after Amanda had joked about making some pieces with semen, the rest was history. For those curious about the process, it started after a customer request a jizzy jewelry piece on the business website. Uh, Then they can send their samples via mail to Amanda. Once the sample is received, she combines it with a solution to turn it into a powder. From there, she incorporates the powder into a translucent clay, which will be shaped into a unique piece of jewelry. So, so how much of it is actually semen? Uh, as much as you provide her, I suppose. Well, I think she has to mix the solution, the the mixture together, to make it solidify in, in a in a jewelry kind of way, right? Yeah. This sounds like a gimmick. <coughs> you know, uh, there's yeah. like a drop of powdered semen in this, but it's really. It's really, uh, you know, something else. Some plastic beads or something. 
I mean, you wear my underwear and then we sell them on the internet. Like, what? I wear them. And that's not <laughs> true. So, <laughs> just kidding. We don't do that. I wear them backwards. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so these pieces go for like a hundred bucks and, uh, yeah, that's a thing. Well, I guess my next question is how do we get in on this? Well, first, (laughs) I don't know how these people come up with these ideas, but they're killing it out there. Yeah. People buy this gross shit. I don't. People buy jars filled with farts. Like, yeah. And what, boob sweat. What? Yeah. What was that one that that was selling the farts in the jar? Didn't she get sick or something eating beans or something like that for farts? Something happened with that. Yeah, she had some kind of stomach issue because she was eating something mm-hmm. to make her farts. I don't fucking know. I don't know either. And I don't feel bad. But she was killing it. Yeah. And then she bought herself a sauna and grew her business into (laughs) boob boob sweat. (laughs) I I don't know. That's what she needs is um, fart scented boob sweat. (laughs) That'd be a big seller. You think so? Yep. Would you buy it? Nope. I know who would.
This edition of Grandma's Pantry was brought to you by Wild Rags Records. I'm just kidding. It wasn't. But uh, uh, damn it, I was gonna follow it up and say and Jizzy Jewelry, <laughs> but I didn't want to fuck it up, so I didn't say anything. <laughs> that was zombified preachers of gore <laughs> with the song Ranted Ones, coming off of their 1991 demo. Why I mentioned Wild Rags was I, so obviously they were from Michigan, not anywhere around Rochester or New York. Mm-hmm. And um, when Wild Rags existed, they put out a lot of good stuff. And even though there's been a lot of people talking about the owner ripping people off. But that aside. Um, well, that's shitty. Yeah. Uh, I I bought that tape the 1991 zombified preachers of gore demo uh-huh. um unholy trip to depressive autumn and sigh before anyone knew who sigh was uh the requiem for fools ep um and they're all great tapes very very different musically but all great where was the label out of? I think he was from California. <clears throat> That's all right. I was just curious. Yeah. Montebello, California. And I think his name was Richard, the owner. But I can't remember. But people his call last, him Dick. <laughs> I can't remember his last name. But anyways, uh, I I liked that demo and I wanted to share it. Oh, also, um, that band uh, recently put out they're, uh, it's called the Full Regurgitation, um, and it is a compilation. It's on Bandcamp. Uh, it's a compilation of all of their music on for for digital release and CD release. The CD I think comes out on October thirtieth. Cool. So. Uh, last week, I think we kind of talked about how we don't generally talk about religion or politics. Indeed. On the show. Mm-hmm. But I have a question for you <laughs> that is political in nature. Well, I want to talk about the concept of this more than the politics. Okay. This is an article that Vice published um say no more yeah this article starts off with the synthetic party a new danish political party with an ai representative um oh that is is eyeing a seat in parliament as it hopes to run in the country's november general elections the party was founded in May by the artist collective Computer Lars and the nonprofit art and tech organization Mind Future Foundation. The synthetic party's public face and figurehead is the AI chatbot Leader Lars, which is programmed on the policies of Danish fringe parties since 1970 and is meant to represent the values of the 20% of Danes 
who do not vote in the election. Leader Lars won't be on the ballot anywhere, but the human members of the Synthetic Party are committed to carrying out their AI-derived platform. It goes on, but what do you think of that, like, conceptually? Would that be any more of a, or less of a disaster than the 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 standard way things are done? That's a really big question. Well, you have to answer it. No, I'm just, I thought it was in, I don't know. All, all the AI stuff lately, and that's found its way into politics. So it's interesting when you think about so it alluded, the article alluded to the fact that it was, this AI mm-hmm. was programmed mm-hmm. with all of the fringe ideas yeah. back from the 70s. Mm-hmm. So if you take, people have um, emotions and biases, mm-hmm. right? Yeah that an AI wouldn't necessarily have. Mm -hmm. But to some degree, I think that's kind of needed. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'd have to think on that one. What do you think? Um, I think it's interesting. And, uh, I don't know. Would I trust an algorithm more than a corrupt politician maybe (laughs) um isn't there some kind of human programming that has got to go into this AI politician so then it can make decisions in the future. Yeah. So you think the biases of the programmers would be built into, I'm sure it would, right? Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting idea, but, uh, I don't know. AI has gotten really powerful and it's continuing to, you know, be developed to be more and more, I don't know. I don't know. Scary. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. It's an interesting concept. Yeah. I wonder. Would you ever vote for? (laughs) Don't cry. (laughs) I know. I'm trying not to cough. Well, voting. (laughs) See, if we talk about voting, we're going to have to talk about politics. All right, never mind. Right? Yeah. Even though I brought this up. Yeah. I'm not going to answer that well, question. Well, I, th- I understand conceptually why you brought it up. It's totally right up our alley. What I, I don't know, like what would be, what would be, or if you're so <coughs> opposed to, say at least in the U.S., you have two parties, basically, that you get the choice of. Because the independent parties never... Yeah. That's never a thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No mm-hmm. matter how popular they become, 
It's always got to be Democrat or Republican. Yep. And what if you're so opposed to both of those parties, both of those candidates, that you write in, you know, whatever people do. Ozzy, Dio. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The Spaghetti Monster or whatever that was called. That I forgot what that was named. But you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um. So, would I do something like that? If I was so, if I had, if I was forced to vote, and I was like, I'm not voting for this or that because they're both completely insane, and it is so obvious. I would a hundred percent write in. Um, AI. <laughs> AI. Uh, computer Lars. Leader Lars. Leader Lars. Yes. The artist collective is computer Lars, but the chatbot leader Lars is the figurehead. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's a mad, 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 mad world. It is. Uh, that was too many mats, but you get the idea. Yeah. It's interesting out there. <laughs> Want to hear some music? I do, but you might have to announce these. All right. Oh, look at the song. <laughs> like the necklace. <laughs> First up, we're going to hear Crypt Day with the song Pearl. This is coming off of their upcoming release, Capsule. Out on November 11th on Sentient Ruin. And then after that, Scala from the Czech Republic with the song The Secrecy. This is the title track off of their upcoming album, Out. December 9th on Eternal Death. Then, after that, Chorusist from Romania with the song Horrific Dismay. That's coming off of their Contagion demo that was released on September 15th. <laughs>
What's up, everybody? This is Ross Dolan from Immolation, and you're listening to Grim Dystopian Podcast.
All right. So we've talked about Criff from Salako always sharing really fun music with us. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Even if the bands don't respond. Yeah. When we want to play them. Their kids aren't going to college. They're like, oh, we're too big for this. We're not going <laughs> to respond. Do you blame them? You can't play our music <laughs> and promote us. <laughs> I don't blame them. Uh, so he also shares fun stories, obviously, because he's Criff. Mm-hmm. So he sent this video. Did you watch the video? I did not. Okay. Well, it's a funny video of like a husband falling and then his wife or partner or whatever uh, instantly collapses into like this fit of laughter. Mm -hmm. And it immediately reminded me of Achilles Street. Uh And I started (laughs) laughing and having a coughing fit. How funny it is when I get hurt. (laughs) You were hurt. I think your feelings were hurt. (laughs) My ego is very damaged. But I will never, I will never ever in my life witness a real trip. Come on, man. That hard. It wasn't that good. (laughs) Your heel touched the back of your head. (laughs) It was fantastic. Did not. But anyways, he went down this path. It was more like my shoulder. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, he went down this bit. So he started laughing uncontrollably. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the way I started laughing mm-hmm. on Achilles Street. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even walk. Uh-huh. <laughs> so then he wondered if people could actually... Achilles Street is downtown Rochester, by yes, the way. For yeah. people that are like, what is Achilles Street? <laughs> it's an actual street. Yeah. But it's just hilarious to me that it's named Achilles Street and you trip so fucking hard. All right. That your Achilles Moving on. hit the back of your head. My Achilles. <laughs> My Achilles heel. All right. All right. Don't make me laugh too hard because I'll start coughing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so he wondered if people could actually die from laughter. Mm. And it turns out you actually can. And he sent me this article from the Thought Catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, laughter can kill you in the following ways. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Ruptured brain aneurysm, cardiac arrest, collapsed lung, strangulated hernia, galactic oh, no. seizures, stroke, and asphyxiation. What's a galactic seizure? I don't know. Is it like a seizure in outer space? I don't know. I only know what intergalactic. Does it say galactic? Yeah, yeah. Or galactic. Galactic. <laughs> okay. I think you said galactic. I was just oh messing around. Um, and then they provided a couple <laughs> of examples. <laughs> this is what happens when we do the show completely sober. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Um. I want to read a couple of good ones. So, uh, the 1988 movie comedy, A Fish Called Wanda. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. I haven't. Yeah. Features a scene where actor Michael Palin gets some French fries stuffed up his nose. Mm-hmm. In 1989, a Danish audiologist named Ole found the scene so side-splittingly funny that his heart rate rose to an estimated 250 to 500 beats per minute, leading to a heart attack as he laughed his way into the afterlife. Wow. That is a lame way to go out. <laughs> yeah. 
Because that movie was not that good. I thought the scene, well, just based on the description of the scene, I didn't yeah. think it was that funny. Right. But, um, Mrs. Fitzherbert. She was a lonely British win- widow uh, before the days of Tinder. In 1782, attended a performance of uh, an opera. She began laughing at the sight of a male actor on stage in drag, which seems inexcusably transphobic, if you ask me. That's the writer. Mm. Um, But it it does seem like that. She continued laughing to the point where she excused herself from the theater. Was this Um, in the 1700s? Yeah. Oh, I don't think they were as uh, accepting of people's anything at that point. She apparently laughed all night and died of laughter Friday morning. The day after. Wow. (laughs) It was that funny, huh? Yeah. Real hoot. (laughs) Uh... Indiana Farmer was yucking it up with some friends one day in 1893, back when long, stinky beards were roughly as fashionable as they regrettably are now. (laughs) (laughs) When he launched into a bout of uncontrollable laughter that lasted an hour, his laughter then turned into an unrestrained hiccuping. He died about two hours after his fatal fit of laughter had begun. Hmm. And they probably don't really know the cause of death back then, right? Right. It was laughter. I imagine a lot of this stuff is like heart attacks, right? Probably. Or aneurysm. Yeah. That is funny. So what do you think? Uh, I don't know. I have, I have an aside to this. Yeah, go ahead. Um, What do you think of, like, speaking of things that are funny, how, how comedy has changed in recent years? Like, the, how many movies are supposed to be comedies and it's about, like, someone dying of cancer or something? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what? when did this happen? I know. I think maybe people try to make things relatable. Mm-hmm. Like, movies relatable. And since cancer is so prevalent yeah. today, okay. everyone is touched by cancer. Mm-hmm. But I think they try to put, like, a comedic... Mm-hmm spin on it or a feel-good story mm-hmm. on top of it. Mm-hmm. A feel-good story on, a, on death? Yeah, pretty much. Like, what is that uh, show that we started watching with, uh, what's his name, Ricky? Oh, yeah, Gervais. Yeah, about, about his wife dying yeah. and him, like, trying to cope afterwards. Yeah. That I couldn't get through it. It was the fucking saddest thing. I mean, I get... The underlying comedy of it, yeah. it's very well written, but mm. the overall story, it, it hurts my heart too much. Yeah. There's some humor in there, but there's there's definitely a, a somber undertone to the entire series. Yeah. Like, that's when a series is almost too relatable. That's mm-hmm. too series <laughs> You know, I thought, like, People might disagree with this, but when Freddy Got Fingered came out, I thought, this is a really odd comedy, but I 
I totally appreciated it. Yeah. I liked it a lot because it was like, it was really strange. Yeah. Um, and Tom Green is really strange. But <clears throat> then, you know, that wasn't, it, it seemed to change. That was kind of an oddball movie. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, it was. A lot of comedies that were kind of that, like that. weird. Yeah. <laughs> but then when, you know, yeah, it seemed to be getting more and more popular. Like, I remember us, like, we'd spend hours looking for movies to watch. And we'd be like, oh, let's watch a comedy tonight. And we'd be looking, and it's all stuff like that. Like, people, horrible things happening to people. People dying of cancer, losing family members. Yeah. Like, when did this become comedy? I know. And then the stuff that isn't that is largely horrible it's so far-fetched and out there yeah yeah like comedy is not even i don't know it's not even i mean there's there's a few things out there but yeah it seems very lacking now like it's warped so much it's changed into like it doesn't really exist anymore yeah i don't know or maybe i'm just lame Maybe I just don't understand what these new kids find funny. Yeah. All right. I think I've controlled my cough long enough unless you have some talking to do. No. Let's just listen to your coughing (laughs) for like 15 or 20 minutes. There's some music plays softly in the background. (laughs) We should make a hotline. Yeah. Of me coughing. Yeah. Over a sound bed. That would be great. <laughs> I thought it'd be really popular. They're like, "Hey, what do we? What do you want to call now? The Hollow Notes Hotline? Oh no, let's call. <laughs> let's call the Coughing Fit Hotline." <laughs> All right, let's go. Yeah, we're gonna get in trouble. <laughs> All right, we're getting out of here. Starting with Catharia from Germany with the song "Apathetic." I'm trying so hard not to cough. <clears throat> Off their latest release, To Be Shunned by All as Centers of Pestilence. Out now on EAL Productions. And then after that, we got two songs off of the Faustian Hallucination Split EP. First, we're going to hear Prezir with the song Devil of Englewood. And then after that, Beast Lurker with the song Quills of Faustian Meditation. And this was released on October 21st by Chaos Records. Until next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't be an asshole. And? Don't let your Achilles heal.
This is Nick from Hashem Firm. You're listening to Grim Dystopian.